the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. At 602-508-0960. We usually have Brandon Weikert here, but he's going to join us in the third hour. So uh, happy to take uh, as many calls as you want on anything that you want. It was so good to meet and see so many of you at our um, at our event yesterday, the Battleground Tour with Mike Gallagher, Charlie Kirk, and Brandon Tatum. Rachel Mitchell gave a great speech too. It was it was it was fabulous. Loved being there with you. Loved the energy. Loved loved the whole thing. Thank you again to our uh, to our sponsors, like uh, local sponsors, like uh, Midas Gold Group. Just fantastic. Um, so energizing. How does the psalmist put it? Uh, how beautiful it is when brethren sit together in unity. Yeah, King David, he, he was right. It was, a, it was a beautiful thing. Uh, also getting a lot of good feedback. I did the Bill Bennett uh, podcast. I was a guest, uh, not the host, uh, reverse role there. Um, we spoke for, I don't know, about an hour, Bill, would you say? And uh, you can access that if you want. We had a lot of fun and uh, did a lot of serious stuff, too. Uh, TheBillBennettShow.com is where you can go to access that. I think the title is uh, We Could Use a Little Old Fashioned, something like that, based on uh, one of my favorite quotes, uh, Phil Coulson from from The Avengers. He says that to Captain America. Anyway, TheBillBennettShow.com. We cover a lot of territory there, and uh, it was a lot of fun. We had a lot of laughs, more than usual. You can check that out, talking about... Everything. I mean, we just we just discussed the world. I think we started with the Avengers, and we may have ended on Plato, if I'm not mistaken. Something little, little fun comedy and other political philosophy along the way. All right, there's a lot in the news. We'll get to it in a few moments. Yours is always the most important voice. David is in Gilbert. Welcome to the show, David. How are you, sir? I'm doing well, Seth. Thank you very much. How are you doing? I'm it, great. Uh, you know, whenever we start feeling badly about ourselves, I have an old friend, uh, dear friend, says, I always know someone's having a worse day. Never complain. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I I feel good because I'm boosted from uh, Sunday's event. Oh, I went good. to the Battleground Talkers tour. It was and, a lot of fun, uh, wasn't it? Y- yes, it was. And it was energizing. And I wanted to say thank you to you and even, you know, the the talkers that spoke. It's very encouraging and wonderful to see them and to me they're rock stars they I mean, are rock they deserve stars. more yeah. you guys deserve way more um kudos than even rock stars do because of what you're fighting for well and, you're you're kind i was just a dial tone up there but those guys were great i mean they they were animated um so, so much fun i mean i listen to them too uh, on the air on radio they're so much better in person though aren't they they are it's, as good it, as it, they it, are it, on the air, which is great. I mean, there it's my faculty. <laughs> they are better in person. They're right on it. Yeah, and 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 they know they know the subject matter so well, yeah. and they've so learned it as well as you. And and you teach others, and it's just that what it reminds me of is what I went through yesterday. I wanted to express this even at that moment. Sure. Is it's like being in 1776. And when the forefathers are trying to get everybody to understand that we're trying to get our independence and fighting that, and we're creating these systems and these, and we're trying to get the word out, and and we're going to do this, 
this is what it feels like. It's like our, our second 7076. It's a nice way to put it, and it's a great way to think about it, David. You know, I was um, I was kind of thinking about that, too. You know, um, this country was founded based on town halls like that. You know, they yes. were mostly in New England, not in Arizona, gosh knows. But that's what it was, right? They had, a, they, they had I think you guys have a heavier lift. That's the thing is that's a lot of respect in that regard because now there's 50 states, way more people, and so many more options. And so uh, you're, I, I... You're very kind. But, but heavier lift maybe at the times. Uh, I don't know if, if the times are more pregnant or not. That's an interesting question uh, I'd like to think about. I have a few thoughts I'll share with you on that if you want. Um, Definitely. I, I, well, I start this way. Um, my old professor, um, uh, my old professor Harry Jaffa, wrote a book uh, a lot of books, but he wrote a book uh, in 1976 called How to Think About the American Revolution. And he opens with a with a haunting sentence. He opens saying, um, 200 years ago, this country was nothing, promising to become everything. Having become everything, it now looks to possibly becoming nothing. Haunting, haunting in 1976 to think about, you know, he was describing the relativism and the liberalism and the leftism at that time. And of course, we had a few, a few, uh, a few moments of self renewal. Certainly, with the Reagan Revolution, certainly with twenty sixteen, and that sort of thing. We 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 regrabbed some normalcy and tried to staunch the bleeding a little bit. Um, it makes one wonder about how we're going to look at this country uh, at our next big anniversary, uh, twenty twenty six, right? Our two hundred and fiftieth anniversary, but. David, let me lay this on you and um, two th- two extra thoughts and, and let you respond if you'd like. One is heavier lift. I don't know. You know, we know more now than we did then. Information access is greater and um, not just on the news, but on, you know, a lot more people can read what the founders read than what the fa- than people could read what the founders read back then. Uh, they can get a better sense of the rest of the world. That's one thing. The other thing about, you know, the smarts of people like um, like like we're up on that stage yesterday, you know, they they get things a little more clearly and see them a little more clearly because they're listening to the entire country. And in this case, they had just come back from a tour of other states as well. But when you listen to the American people as a national talk show host, you know, you're listening to teachers, you're listening to day traders and stock traders, you're listening to truckers, you're listening to nurses, you know, you're listening to a swath and a, and a slice, a big slice of the American people that NBC never hears from and the New York Times doesn't uh, write for or hear from. You know, you're just better informed when you're a national talk show host because you're listening to the smartest people in America, real Americans, you know. And uh, my thesis has always been no one is smarter than a trucker because they see it in person. I mean, they see it everywhere. They don't just hear it. They see it and hear it. Um, so so they have that advantage, too. Just a thought. Just a they thought. have that advantage and they can get instant feedback yep. from the people that uh, took too long for the, the forefathers yeah. to actually get. You yeah. try to round everybody up and try to get a consensus of which way to go. Yeah. Um, but yeah, my, my father was a truck driver for many years. Oh, you know what I'm talking about then? I bet the stories he, he raised you on, I bet they were great. I mean, you know, not all great, but I I bet it was amazing. Yeah. It is amazing. And he was also retired air force. He Uh did a lot of stuff. And Uh and so, 
Uh, he's he's had did twenty four years in there, and he had some stories about that. Yeah, you see the world, and, um, and you see the country with those two jobs. Exactly, and and I he instilled in me a, a patriotism. But again, I was I went my own direction with that. Again, I was a liberal or kind of a liberal. Didn't really wasn't into politics, and I eventually wisened up. Was your daddy a conservative, on. David? I believe he's been a conservative. We never really he never pushed politics on me. Yeah. Growing up, he just he just let me That probably means he path. was conservative. That probably yep. means he was conservative. I, he wasn't trying to revolutionize so. the world or he would have been preaching politics probably. Exactly. And 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 I mean they I uh, I see so many things about what it was when I was younger that they as a liberal it's almost like they're trying to actively disprove God exists every day in everything that they do and and it and it blows my mind to actually see him try so hard they they, they try so hard Vaclav Havel wrote that um if the system is built on a lie and um and it is maintained by the lie then the greatest threat to it is the truth which is why they try to suppress it at all costs yep and if you want to know why they try and censor and suppress us so much, it's because they know we're calling them out on the lie and yep. they, they have to live by the lie. I'm curious to David, if it's fair to if it's OK to ask you, I'm curious. You said you kind of grew up a little bit more liberal and became a conservative. Was there one thing or, 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 or a set of things that changed your mind? Um, the, the, the biggest thing that changed my mind was watching Obama doing weird stuff yeah uh and and i'm not liking liking it and um and then just then getting my nose in books and podcasts and radios listening i mean for a good solid two years when i listen to rush limbaugh or any of the other people on the radio i would actually go and research what they said mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. to say are they lying mm-hmm. and 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 i found out that they weren't lying i did my own research and it's they kept telling me the truth over and over again. But if I did it on the reverse side, I found some sort of sneak, some sort of lie. That's some fascinating. Sort of that was that was agenda. kind of uh, that's a version of me, a version of my switch too. I was a very left wing professor. I was enamored with, and then when I would go and research the books he would tell us to go read, it didn't exactly comport with what he was selling. <laughs> you know, that was that, there, there was that. There was another professor who grabbed me as well, but there was that, the one who wrote the 76 book. But there was that part, too. When the left tells you something, look it up, research it, check it out. That's a that's a good rule, David. They seem so deep in their lie now that they can't even fathom telling the truth. I know. I know. That's the cost of lies, not being able to recognize the truth at all. Bless you, David, and thank you. Be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Leibson Show. Frankie Valley, right? Oh, my gosh. So great. Remember, he he did... Um, he did the theme song to Grease, didn't he? Tina in Star Valley. Hello, Tina. How are you, kid? I, I am great. The only sad thing is I couldn't make it to your event. Oh, well, um, we will I, have another one. <laughs> oh, and I, I love the new intros, by the way, where social... Oh, you like that? Uh, that was uh, oh, the man. brainchild of uh, Dan, our... Um, our uh, 
our new programming uh, director, and uh, he said, I'm dropping these in. Uh, do you want to hear them first? I said, no, I actually don't. Just you do. <laughs> I don't want to hear them because I'll probably, yeah, I'll probably have editorial uh, editorial thoughts about them. So they just kind of let it ride. But thank you. I'm glad to hear that. He'll be happy oh, to hear oh, that. Oh, they're very good. Yeah. They're, they're properly snarky. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> it's properly snarky. <laughs> nice of you. Thank you to notice that, Tina. Um, yeah, so I, uh, as I told Bill, I heard uh, yesterday that we, we being the United States, uh, supplied, of course, we look at the strategic uh, oil supply, which is abysmal, and, you know, there's there's that whole issue. But now, apparently, diesel is precariously low, something yeah. like 25 or 28 days. Yeah. And then, whoa, we are SOL. Yeah, no, that's right. There's about 30 days at most of, uh, of diesel in the, um, in the, uh, in the, in the reserves. Uh, and someone told me, it might have been you, and I, I meant to look last time, I che- last time I was thinking about it, but someone told me those diesel prices are, are, are pretty high up there. Yes. Uh, it may have been me because I was. It was probably of it. you. Uh, yeah, something told. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, when I go to the gas the, station, yeah, oh, I will think right. about you. When I see Rottweilers, <laughs> I'll think about Rob. You know, I'll do the association of things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, when you when you see Chows, you need to think about me. As oh well, yes, so. also, also Chows. <laughs> yes. 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 When but I see Louchins, I'll think um, about Dana. Yeah, I know. Isn't that nice that we have these associations? I want people to see um, Britneys and think about me, except there aren't any Britneys in Phoenix. I, I think I'm the only. Oh. I'm the only one. <laughs> I think I have the only. How, how is Dagny? Dagny's great. She's 13. She doesn't Good. hear wow. anymore um, much, <laughs> but uh, we go on a we go on a walk every day. She's still all. Um, uh, she's still a Spitfire. She does her dances and rotations and. Gets me up, wow. and yeah, no, she's she's a live wire at thirteen. She's going strong. Well, part of me with this diesel yeah. thing, um, excuse the expression, I'm going to circle back. Sure. Um, the, the diesel issue uh, that is, oh, I think I did mention this before that the, the uh, truckers and delivery vehicles run on diesel. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, that's, yep. that's where it makes a big difference. Yeah. So if there's a breakdown in the supply chain. Because of diesel, uh, lack of diesel. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, part of me is it's a. I get fluttery and a little scared because I, you know, I'm up in pace and then yeah. you know we, uh, yeah, we we do tend to uh, to need stuff. No, no, that's right. You rely on that supply chain of truckers. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Right. Right. Although everybody that I know, well, we all who is any, you know, we're we're all hoarding. So. You know, oh, is that right? It, oh yeah, yeah. We're. We're, we're those people with the tin hats. You know how, how we are. You don't have um, tin hats. <laughs> I have a tin hairband. <laughs> I knew someone. Who was telling me? Someone was telling me about an old politician in town, no longer alive. I'm trying to remember who it was, who actually did not only have a tin foil hat, but, you know, covered the windows and all that stuff with aluminum foil. Oh, who was it? Uh, I'll think about it in a minute. I think it was a former city councilman, maybe. I'll think about it. But oh. I can't remember. Anyway, it is. A, there are. Well, that, that does exist. Just, what know. What are we really going to do? Uh, if, if throw the, the bums out. Thing. I mean, look, I, this is this yeah. is the this is the razor's edge. I'm kind of on about it, Tina. Um, I you know, I, I I'm I'm looking at the polling and I'm looking at uh, the state of the country. 
And I'm thinking, you know, this is going to be a close election. But I was postulating in the previous hour that when you look at not just the polling that gets reported, and I don't care whether it's Trafalgar or Washington Post or anything like that, but when you look at some of these um, town halls and testing groups uh, and sample groups that MSNBC and CBS like to do, and they're doing them on everything from education to the January 6th committee. Have you been following some of this? They are not getting the answers they want. Um, yeah, you know, the, been, independents and Democrats are sounding, yeah. the independents and Democrats are sounding an awful lot like you and me. And, yeah. uh, and it's funny to kind of watch these MSNBC and CBS hosts kind of squirm and lead them to a different answer or a different conclusion, or at least to qualify their conservative answers or what you and I might call a conservative answer um, from these, uh, these, uh, these sample groups. But it's, it's leading me to think, and now keep in mind, this is, this is when people know they're on camera. So it's less anonymous even than a poll. And we were right. thinking, you know, people don't always answer polls in the conservative direction because the culture will think they're an idiot or think them a wrong person or a racist or something like that. If they don't give the wrong answer, we used to call it the Tom Bradley effect. But they're, you know, they, they want to make sure they're giving answers that comport with the culture, or a lot of them do, in that anonymity. But this is on camera and they're sounding like conservatives. So right. well, I, I'm thinking I think, this could I, I be, heard... I could be wrong about this being close. I could be wrong about that. Well, the, you know, the idea of it being close, I mean, who the blankety-blank are these people who are close to the, the same people, i.e. the Republicans? Uh, I ask that question, too, and then I remind myself of the strong ideological doctrine of socialism. It is strong. It well, is strong. It, People really believe that stuff. It's a religious. It's a religious cult. When I, I was mean, in really college, is. Tina, um, which one could say was a long time ago, I don't think it was that long ago. Quite frankly, I remember it like yesterday. But when I was in college, there were literally no socialists elected in this country anywhere. None. None. Right. Right. Um, today there are uh, six in the House of Representatives and the Senate, proudly calling themselves that. Another hundred more in the state. And in the state legislatures and the municipal government uh, positions throughout the country. I mean, it, 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 the country has grown that fast towards not just that kind of leftism, but the kind of leftism that is proud to say so. I mean, I was talking about Joe McCarthy earlier. If you were a communist in America, you hid it once upon a time. You concealed it. You knew that this was not popular. Um, today, it's, it's, it's practically a calling card to get a job. Well, I know, and, and I think we've had this, this talk before, but, uh, you know, me being a, a, a language wonk, I still maintain that all these young people who say they're socialists uh, often do so because they love the word social from social media. Well, it and they could, think be. It's, uh, could be. Could be. It's the same thing. You're a yeah. language wonk. If you want to, I, I got a funny little email I'd run by you if you want to stay around for the next segment. It's a little embarrassing to me. I'll share it with you if you want. If not, I'll do it anyway if you have to run, but it will be right back. 602-508-0960. We will be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show, 602-508-0960. Just a little bit of fun here. Tina, you still there? Are you still with us, Tina? Uh, I am. I, this is, uh, I, you know, it's it's apropos nothing too terribly serious, but I thought you'd get a kick out of it. You just uh, had mentioned before the break you're, 
you're kind of a language person. You are a language person. You're an English teacher and all that. And I, um, so I signed up for this thing called uh, online, uh, this this program called Grammarly, and I and and I'm not fully cognizant of what it does, but supposedly it helps correct you or suggest and uh, analyze your 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 sentence structures and words when you write. And um, I just did this about uh, I don't know I started it it's it's free and I just thought well it'll be fun I'll see how many corrections or how much help it is something I didn't know it did is it gives me a weekly update of how I'm doing and I got to uh. tell you I'm I'm a little embarrassed it says I was um, more productive than seventeen uh, percent of Grammarly users. Um, 30, uh, more accurate than 38%, and my vocabulary is more unique than 17%. That's not very good. Well, I, I, have, I have something to say, because I've used Grammarly. Oh, you have? Myself, okay, but, all right. Oh, I, my, my kids, uh, when I was teaching college and also high school, they were encouraged to use it. And what I found, I, I can't speak to many, many instances but, you know, who is it that is making the assessment of what is pr- correct Well, grammar? that's a fair point. What do they know? Is it the, <laughs> yeah, that's is a it fair – yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is, Who's is behind that Wokies? curtain? Is it the Wokies? I mean, the same people who said uh, back in the day when the dictionary changed online and uh, right – the word right and privilege were considered synonyms. Oh, by that really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, so I, you know, I, I have a, um, I sort of curl my lip at Grammarly. Okay. I would think that you don't need it, um, and if you receive that kind of I was just, who are all these message. William F. Buckleys in the world that I don't know about that are, yeah, <laughs> that are doing so much, 80% of whom are doing better than I am when it comes to, I get usually complaints that, that, that uh, I, I, I don't. I need to tone it down a little. <laughs> Evidently, I, you know, eighty percent are more fancy than me. They're fancier boys than I am on this stuff. I guess. Well, I, 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 th- I think not. I think you need to look at the source. Okay. And uh, if 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 you've got these millennia kind of who are doing this, the millennia. I like um, that. I like yeah, that. Um, Wonderful. They uh, they they must be dismissed sort of casually with. Uh, you know, you, you you people are dilettantes and don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, so. yeah, they think the same of me, but you know, just because they think it doesn't mean it's right, right? Right? Okay. Correct. <laughs> Thank Correct. You. Correct. you know, and by the way, it was the Epoch Times that published that. Uh, oh yeah. That article about okay. the about the the diesel. So, oh good, I'll know, go yeah. check it out. I'll check out. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for that tip, Tina. Very much appreciated. Okay. All right. Stay well, well my dear. Thanks. You betcha. You can- yeah, Bethany Mandel is absolutely right about this. Um, this will be an interesting test. Uh, check your papers and news tomorrow. Um, Marco Rubio just posted a few hours ago, last night, one of our canvassers wearing my T-shirt, that is to say a Marco Rubio T-shirt and a DeSantis hat. So he's out canvassing with a Rubio DeSantis uh, regalia, was brutally attacked by four animals. I th- he means four humans acting as animals, I think. By four animals who, yeah, because the next part. Four animals who told them Republicans weren't allowed in their neighborhood in Hialeah, Florida. He suffered from internal bleeding, a broken jaw, and will need facial reconstructive surgery. Um, 
four animals attacked this man for simply being a Republican doing election activity, electioneering activity, which might be, in this case, a federally protected activity, by the way. These are federal civil rights, I believe. And Bethany Mandel writes um, on Twitter, this would be push news alerts if it were a Democrat. I know we all know that, but I can't help but pointing it out. She's absolutely right. It would probably lead CBS Morning News tomorrow if it were a Democrat. It probably would, especially since it's Florida, especially since it's Florida. Was I trying to get straight the other day? The criminalization of politics and the the politicalization of crime. The politicalization of crime and the criminalization of politics. But now it's the vigilanteism, the vigilante criminalization of politics. You wear a Rubio t-shirt? We thought Rubio was, he's a quote-unquote good Republican, right? It's all the same to these animals. Animals is the right word. They're animals. And so is the media if they don't do a thing about it. It really is. It really is. To reinstantiate and re-justify the myth of the myth of of conservative or right-wing violence. I'm Seth Liebson, 602-508-0960. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show. If you're worried about stock market volatility, I want to tell you about what my friends at Y-Refi, show sponsors at Y-Refi, are offering a strong fixed rate of return in an investment that has no correlation to the stock market. It's uh, all in a secure and collateralized portfolio with an up to 10.25% return for investors. The investment can be in a joint investment, an individual, an IRA, a trust. Why Refi is a due diligence approved firm. It's made up of really great guys. As I say, I know them well. And they do really well by doing good for others. And you can be a part of that. Check them out at investyrefi.com. The word invest, the letter Y, refy.com or give them a call at 855-316-3087, 855-316-3087. Never a sales pitch. Yeah, I was just talking uh, with my producer, Bill. He um, he likes, I don't know if this actually defeats the purpose, but he likes to promote the search engine DuckDuckGo. And for a lot of reasons, including its privacy, I assume, and uh, I'm, that's why I'm wondering if I'm defeating the purpose broadcasting that you use DuckDuckGo. But I think it's an internal issue, not not this kind of an issue. Um, the reason I say that is I don't know if you're like me, if you've been reliant on other standard browsers. It used to be up until, I don't know, when I started noticing this, maybe a year or so ago, maybe really even just six months ago, I used to – you know, I don't keep a lot of tabs open, but I know how to research pretty well. And I used to be able to go to things that I – that I knew would come up on Google um, pretty reliably when I was looking for statistics or information on, on certain stories that I, um, that I focus on. And it's become harder and harder to find those sources I know are out there using the standard browsers. It's really weird. It's really weird. I used to know, for example, well, I can't probably do a hard example off the top of my head, but I would know if I was searching uh, a certain speech or a certain interview uh, that I remember very well and I've used from time to time, it would come up within one or two hits, and it's now not coming up. Uh, Surprise, surprise, um, I just saw this story over at Fox 
um, Google is manipulating search engine results to harm Republicans in critical Senate races. Now, Bill, my producer, and I know that to be true because when we have interviewed – it's not just Senate candidates. When we have interviewed Republican um, candidates or candidates for office who are running as Republicans, it takes it, – it, it, it's – their official campaign website is not the first thing that comes up. Quite often, it's their opponent. Quite often, it's an oppositional or independent expenditure, that is to say, or a third-party opponent or opposing organization to the Republican that comes up and tricks you. Maybe not tricks you is the right word, but sure. Um, to some, it would be <clears throat> tricks you into accessing that website so you get the negative on that person rather than the positive. <clears throat> Excuse me. Anyway, according to this new study by the Media Research Center, Google is manipulating search engine uh, results to harm Republicans, calling on Google to stop its war on democracy and provide algorithmic transparency uh, after they analyzed uh, 12 races uh, identified by real clear politics as important to watch. I guess 12 uh, 12 what you would call uh, battleground uh, 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 races or, or um, you know, uh, t- t- 12 sample races, uh, indicative races. The finding reveals revealed that campaign websites for 10 Republicans among the 12 tight races were found significantly lower on results pages compared to their opponent sites among organic searches. That's exactly what we have found. And not recently. This has been going on a little bit, uh, probably more than six months, probably, because we started doing interviews of candidates a long time before that. Seven Republican candidates' websites were completely hidden from the first page of Google results. We had that problem once, and it wasn't an insignificant race. I, I forget what race it was, but I remember really struggling to find one. While Republicans were hidden, eight Democratic candidates had websites that were promoted within the first six results. Um, let's see. Da, 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 da. The Media Research Center said Google's bias is undeniable when shown in comparison to other search engines. Bing and DuckDuckGo both show, with one exception, all Democrat and Republican Senate candidates' websites within the top five organic search results. All right, let's do an experiment together then, audience and me. Let's all try one of those, Bing or DuckDuckGo, if you're not already using it as your default search engine. I can tell you how to do it. I don't know if you use Firefox or Safari or whatever uh, your browser is, Google Chrome. You go to the settings or preferences, depending on what they call, and it'll offer you what you want your default search engine to be. Uh, most of them probably, if it's an Apple, it probably – I don't know. I don't know what the, what the defaults are. Um, but you can change it to Bing or DuckDuckGo. Let's try it for a few days if you don't already. And tell me if your life isn't better. <laughs> tell me if you don't get more of what you're looking for and less of what you're not looking for. Let's try that experiment. I'll keep you updated on that. This is, um, you know, this is the kind of bias and election uh, tampering and uh, election tippings of the scales and uh, election influencing that the media never talks about and never covers um, this is just like um, just like when 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 CBS cuts off the full quote of Joe Biden, or 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 when the documentary at PBS totally removes the Kennedy family from the Joe McCarthy documentary I was talking about in the first hour. Really incredible. Think about go back to that for a minute. I was talking about this really um, 
I it was it was an okay documentary. I, it really was, but the bias was incredible. An hour and a half on on Joe McCarthy. You know, you've heard of McCarthyism. An hour and a half, no mention of the Kennedy family whatsoever. No audio, no mention, no pictures. And Robert Kennedy was his chief legal counsel, and he was the godfather. Joe McCarthy was the godfather to the Kennedy kids, uh, or at least one Kennedy kid, Kathleen. They were very close-knit. I suppose they culturally had a lot in common um, and all that, and there weren't – yeah, they're probably in those days. I mean, probably, uh, you know, Irish-Americans probably stuck together. There was, there was still uh, resentment towards – there was still lagging uh, bias against the Irish in, in those days. Uh, particularly, I would imagine, in Boston and uh, Wisconsin. But in any event, not a once mention of them. That's You think about this, and, and, and is there a more famous political family in America than Kennedy? Is there one? I can't, I can't imagine that there is off the top of my head. It's, it's probably the most famous political family in America, which leads me to an un- other interesting thing, you know. For all the public service that the Kennedys were involved in and have been, even to this day, um, the the Bush family, okay, they may not be our flavor of Republican, fair enough, we, had, we can stipulate to that, but were they not equally impactful when you think of uh, starting with Prescott Bush as a famous senator from Connecticut who helped usher in the era of civil rights, uh, they've had... Uh, Two presidents, they've had director of the CIA, head of the RNC, they've had two governors. Uh, That's a little more substantial than what the Kennedys achieved, isn't it? That tells you about the bias of the political culture, isn't it? Kennedys, royalty, Bush not. I'm fine that the Bushes aren't royalty. We don't do royalty here, or at least I didn't think we did. But it does show you the temperature of of our culture politically, doesn't it? I'm Seth Liebson. I'll be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show. Let us not forget in the world of accountability uh, the, um, the effects, uh, the, still effect, the still lingering uh, after downwash and wake of, of, of what the COVID shutdown paranoia has done. Uh, we just got uh, the new results today from the National um, Assessment of Education Progress, sometimes called NAEP, sometimes referred to as the nation's report card. It's really the gold standard of tests for understanding um, the gold standard of assessments for understanding where our children are in reading and math and other areas uh, and other subject areas. Um, The 2022 NAEP test, often called the nation's report card, according to the Wall Street Journal, found a record drop in learning across the U.S. since the last test in 2019. The test measured proficiency in math and reading, fourth and eighth graders, And the harm from closed schools and online-only instruction is severe and depressing. America's schools weren't doing all that well before the panic, uh, but the lack of in-school learning made them worse. Eighth graders lost eight points on math since 2019. Fourth graders lost five points uh, uh, on average in 2022. Not a single state or large school district showed better math performance. Um, that that's just on, of course, the education uh, outcomes and uh, where our children are on what we called learning loss. Remember when the unions were denying that there would be learning loss? Remember when they were denying that there was such a thing as learning loss? I do. I do. 
uh, TR, uh, what was her name, uh, Cruz, in Los Angeles. She said there's no such thing as the head of the teachers union in L.A. Uh, she said there's no, um, no such thing as learning loss. Our kiddos are going to do just fine. Besides, they're learning other words. They're learning other things, like what a insurrection is. Perfect. Perfect. Well, they're not learning how to read for themselves, and they're not learning how to do math. And uh, by the way, you realize there is a connection between reading proficiency and math. These things are not siloed. You fail in reading. Uh, you're going to fail in math, especially when you get uh, higher and higher in the elementary grades. You need to read to know how to solve math problems. You need to be able to read to know how to solve a math problem. You fail in one, the, uh, fail in the other. There is, there is an effort and a desire um, to keep, keep people from, from, from learning for the, from themselves. C.S. Lewis pointed it out quite early on that uh, when you when you um when you keep a child and a student dumb you make them much more susceptible to propaganda he has that in the abolition of man we haven't even talked about the mental mental health outcomes more than three quarters of public schools reported an increase in concerns from staff regarding student depression anxiety and trauma since the pandemic began please Leave the kids alone. Do not tell me the Democratic Party is the party of children. It's not the party of families. It's not the party of our general welfare of any kind. It is the party of harm. All right, we have a lot more. Brandon Weicker coming right up. Don't go away. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 